And in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Investment Property Income Podcast. My name is Jeff Eady. Joining me today as always, Mr. Dad Joke himself, uh, one of Canada's top mortgage brokers, heck of a nice guy, and uh, truly, you know, somebody who knows the mortgage uh, mortgage industry inside and out, Mr. Jonathan Tilger. Jonathan, how are you today? I am phenomenal. Always, especially when I talk to you, Jeff. You're good, it, it but just, your just jokes ups, aren't. <laughs> ups me even more. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, I know you appreciate them for, uh, for what they are. That jokes. <laughs> Jonathan, once more, we have a very special guest. Uh, somebody that I am so happy to have on the show. He's always a uh, uh, wealth of information, a delightful individual as well. He's uh, one of my good friends, somebody I've known for a long, long time, a realtor, an accountant, a CGA, if I'm not mistaken. I think I got that right finally after you know 25 years of knowing each other. Well, 20 at least. Ah, Mr. Triffin Chitis. Triff, how are you today, buddy? I'm amazing. And as, John, uh, as long as Jonathan continues on with the, the dad jokes, I'm fine. Just no mom jokes, please. <laughs> oh that's an inside joke there jonathan oh good one trippy well well played sir well played uh, <laughs> so uh gentlemen this is an unusual thing to have you on for for three episodes in a row triff but this conversation we couldn't just put it down jonathan why don't you introduce the topic today for a change let's switch it up uh, it really has to do with, uh, it's something that I recently read an article on as well as talking with, uh, with clients when they're going into the multiple offer situations on the real estate side. It's, they're really going in blind. And so I know there's been some discussion. It doesn't seem like it's going anywhere, but just, uh, just bringing more transparency, which would allow, if there was transparency, as you're putting in your offer, you would know what other offers are on the table. And Triff, what's your opinion on that? <laughs> um, I, I don't think they're going to let this one go through either. Um, it, it's still, it would be unfair to allow someone else to know exactly what you bid. That's the whole idea of having a bidding war and, you know, the name of the game, right? Uh, sellers love it when it works. Uh, sellers hate it when it doesn't work. Um, regarding sh shenanigans and whatnot, yeah, they were going on for quite a while um, the selling agent, uh, of course, the higher the price, the more money he makes, he or she makes, sorry. Um, so probably about four years ago, four or five years ago, the uh, RICO uh, implemented a, a rule uh, that you have to, when you're telling somebody how many offers are on a property, you have to have proof of that. Um, if somebody asks for it, you have to provide the proof instantly. It's a form 801. It's a summary offer, uh, offer summary document. And uh, it's even used for leases, believe it or not, as well. Um, because, you know, uh, given the, the market just prior to the pandemic, uh, we had bidding wars on, on, on rental units as well in, in the GTA. Um, so going forward, is there still shenanigans? Probably. Um, how serious they are, I don't know. I haven't been involved with anything. Uh, or hearing about anything. Sorry, not involved with anything. Um, but uh, <laughs> if, if you're worried about, you know, uh, your realtor telling you, oh, you know, the seller, the seller's agent called me and said, now there's eight offers on the property. Do you still want to offer? And if you're going to offer, now you got to offer way too much. 
I, I don't think that's happening. Um, the the aspect of surprise in in getting into a bidding war is exactly what it is going to be. You know, if somebody lists a property at seven hundred thousand. Um, the market says, uh, you know, they've, they've been going for 950000 Expect to pay over 950000 That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, don't go in at, at 750000 saying, well, it's listed at 700000 because you're not going to get it. Most agents know these are the games that other agents play. And, and the listing price is fair, a marketing price, right? Well, I, I, million I, percent. I, I think I think that that part there, people sort of know they are coming to accept that. Uh, there's been some request to change that, so the listing has to be in line with what it's going to sell for. But that that part is what it is. Uh, I, the the parts that I really uh, that I really resonate with when I hear them, and as I said I've heard it both through the article as well as as well as uh, well reading it through the article as well as hearing it from clients is you're going in and there are I'll just say some agents who are very unethical, who have said, no, you know what, there's a higher offer than what you've got. You've got to increase your offer. Otherwise you won't get the property. The people turn around, they say, well, in that case, we're not, we can't increase higher than we've got. We'll just withdraw our offer and find out that the property sold for below their offer, which means that the, the agent was just trying to play a game to get them to, to up their offer. Yeah, that's, that's illegal. Um, definitely. That's illegal. Uh, if there's any way they can, <coughs> prove that conversation or any sort of proof at all to say that that's what the agent told you. And, you know, and, and your proof is that, yeah, here's the offer. It was ready and set. We just didn't send it in. You know, the offer was set at 950,000 and why would he tell us more if it sold for 940? Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. You can put in a complaint to Rico. You can, your agent can, and they can investigate. And I mean, and, and, and quite frankly, if I was a seller of that property and I found that out too, I would do the same thing because wait, I could have had 10,000 more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what could, uh, what, what could a potential buyer do to protect themselves from being messed over in that situation? Really? There isn't much other than waiting, waiting until the end, the result, and, and then putting in a complaint to Rico. And, and like I was going to say, it doesn't um, get you the house. It doesn't get you the house. No, but nobody likes to have any complaints come in uh, as an agent uh, against uh, with Rico because uh, Rico usually uh, doesn't take anything and, and contact you unless it's serious and deemed serious. So, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, really, no, there's no way. I mean, there's no backtracking. There's no nothing. You, you've lost it. That's all there is to it. <coughs> that property. But, you know trying to feel good about about yourself afterwards and filing the complaint and, and doing the proper thing I, I would do it still absolutely that's cool so you don't think that uh there's any way to to bring this transparency in and have it be fair is that what you're saying um tighten up the laws a little better make them a little more strict as far as as far as uh, agents uh selling agents doing that telling lies yeah so just make right. harsher penalties against the, the selling agents is really selling agents and buying buying agents. They're all, they're all held to a responsibility, right? As a, as a buying agent, you know, I'm responsible to you, the buyer period. Mm -hmm. Right. I couldn't care less about the seller and the seller's agent because it's, it's, it's a game. It's a competition. It's a business. Uh, same thing as the seller. Uh, so if, if the seller 
if the seller tries to give uh, the buyer agent or the buyer certain information that he's not supposed to give, <coughs> you know, because he likes that person for whatever reason over any of the other offers, that's illegal too. So yeah, there's, they just got to be more strict about it. You know, that's what happens, unfortunately, when, when you loosen the belt a little bit and uh, people get away with something once or twice, they think they're going to keep getting away with it. And it sucks because uh, whether you're a first time home buyer, which makes it even worse <coughs> or, 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 or have bought many, many properties, uh, it's it still, it sucks. It's, it's not right. It's not fair. Yes, we know life's not fair, but you know, when it's something done illegally like that, yeah, it, it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth too. So, because there are other jurisdictions, I mean, Australia for one, I know that they, they just, the houses are on open auction. So you can see what other offers are out there. And I mean, I think, I think uh, then you get the wall just bit a dollar higher. I mean, they may have a minimum bid, you got to go above. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, what other offers are there. So you can make the decision. Is it worth going higher? And um, I, yeah, yeah, that's completely different. Absolutely. I've heard of that. And that's, that's, that's different. Um, but when you're dealing with multiple offers here in, in, in Ontario, <coughs> um, certain offers come with certain conditions as well. So, you know, if, if, if you have to look at that too, if, if, if your offer <coughs> was free and clear of any conditions and it's still sold for less than what you offered, you know, yeah, pretty much got the idea that something not right went on. Yeah. Right. If you had a condition in there, even one condition, even if it was just a home inspection or, you know, financing is the big one people like to avoid because uh, on offer to everybody likes a firm deal. Um, then, you know, it could be that there was a condition. Yeah. Right? But there's nothing holding you back from uh, still investigating and putting a complaint if you really feel you want to. So it's interesting doing your doing your post if you don't get an offer. I mean, you have the right to see what what the actual accepted price was and understand. And as you said, if if you had conditions, then then that makes total sense. And I agree. If if I mean, if I'm selling a property and I, I know one's a firm offer and one, I got to wait for a condition to clear, there's a chance that condition might back out. So, mm -hmm. so even if it's a little bit less, that firm offer becomes more attractive because I know that, hey, once I sign this back, it's done. Exactly. Gentlemen, anything you want to say to wrap that up? I think we've covered this topic. Um, no, transparency. That's, that's the big thing. <laughs> or the lack thereof because that's pretty much what we were discovering <laughs> yeah tra tra transparency and i'll just say on on the mortgage side uh it is important to navigate especially with multiple offer situations you're going in you are going in firm it's important to really make sure you got everything lined up in advance don't go saying hey i just saw this property i've not spoken to anybody about my financing but i'm assuming i'm going to get it let's put in this offer firm today <laughs> no if if uh especially with today's market get all that homework done in advance so you clearly know hey here's what you can go in firm and uh i mean i will always have conversations and hey if you're going in firm which i know a lot of situations got to now here's worst case scenario can you live with that yeah yeah it's yeah. uh that's that huge and we saw that in 2017 with that market dip where people weren't getting the financing they thought they were going to get and then all of a sudden they had lawsuits and all sorts of stuff so 
Yeah, very important to get pre-approved. Mm-hmm. Triff, Triff, as a realtor, do you ever work with people on the buying side who are not pre-approved? Uh, I have, uh, but just for a brief, uh, brief, brief time, I'll show them one or two properties and, uh, and I'll say it's time you need to get pre-approved. Otherwise it's, you're wasting my time and yours. Yeah. That's yep. all there is to it. Right from the horse's mouth, folks. <laughs> Didn't mean to call you a horse. Sorry, Trip. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, super, super important before you go out there looking, get, get pre-approved. That way you don't get let down because you can't afford it. Anyhow, Trip, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they get a hold of you, sir? My email address is triff at chitis.ca. So that's T like Tom, R-I-F like Frank at chitis, C-H-A-I. T like Tom, A, S like Sam, dot C-A, triffichitis.ca. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being on, Triffy. Always appreciate you, Jonathan. Appreciate you too. Thank you, sir, for sharing your knowledge and bringing up the conversation the way you did today. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of Jonathan, you can certainly do so at ipincome at a mortgageplan.com. That's ipincome at a mortgageplan.com. Or if you prefer, you can certainly download the free book that Jonathan and I co-authored last year at, uh, uh, at investmentpropertyincomebook.com. And then, of course, you can listen to this podcast on all of them, major Google, Spotify, all of those things where we play them. And uh, that is a very nice burrito, Triff. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, you and your burrito. Have a fantastic day, and we'll see you next time. See you later.